Welcome to Noble's Pod. I'm your one and only host, Noble, aka Baka Belushi, aka Spanish Fly, aka No Doubt. And as always, we have much to smoke and more to talk about. So let's get straight to the rundown, shall we? Oh, let me go ahead and put this. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, man. You already know how I give it up. It's just procedure. It's just one, two, three. It's just ABC, man. Appreciate the love. Appreciate anybody showing love to the content. Appreciate anybody showing love to the Nobles Pod, Nobles Network, Music on SoundCloud, Nobles Buff, you already know, YouTube channel, Nobles Network, appreciate the love, much obliged, much appreciated, been saying it since day one, will forever say it, every single episode, I say that as well, you know what I mean, that's just what I do, um, but we gotta get into the goods, okay, we gotta get into the goods, alright, and um, listen, before we get into the goods, I just want to talk about, you know, the goods that we have to get into just real quick. This whole gas situation, I'm about to break this shit down. But I got the gas right here. <laughs> I do got the gas right here. So let me go ahead and light up the gas for the gas conversation when I light up the lithuation. You know what I mean? Mm. Gas lithuation for gas situation. Now, People, um, I don't know if you realize, you know, on, on previous episodes, on, uh, you know, previous clips, uh, you know, previous audio, <laughs> you know, wherever you can find me with the content on, on, on Noble's ne- uh, Network, Noble's Pod, I, uh, I'm pretty good at, you know, you know, smelling the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? And if I'm not smelling the bullshit, I'm following the money, you know, okay? that's something that I've always been able to do. I think it's really uh, intuition characteristic trait of mine, you know, uh, you know, I've just always been able to follow the money, and, uh, I can smell the bullshit, <laughs> okay, I, I mean, you know, I can, you know, I think it does something to my sinuses, I don't know, I don't know what the bullshit does, you know, I think I, you know what I'm saying, I, I, what is it, what is it, uh, Clarex, what, what, <laughs> what's, what's the shit that they be giving, um, the niggas with allergies, you know what I'm saying, whatever that is, I need that type of shit, because really, I can smell it, you know what I mean, I can smell it with the government, I can smell it on people, I can smell it just in a, you know, default situation, like, you know, maybe it's just like, uh, you shouldn't go there, because over there is gonna be some bullshit, like, yeah, I, can just, I can smell it, like, you know, I can just feel it, you know, I can, ah. <laughs> it's something to my sinuses, I don't know, but listen, this whole gas situation, everybody's bugging out, alright, everybody's bugging out, oh my god, I can't get gas, oh my, listen, I don't have a car, okay? So, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm about to cop the moped, you know what I'm saying? That's like, <laughs> I'm about to be on my scooter life, you know what I mean? But, even then, I still wouldn't need, uh, you know, gas or oil, so I'll be good. But, here's the thing. I don't know what it's like, <laughs> okay, to, to go through these type of crises. When, I mean, I had a car before, but anytime I had to get gas, there wasn't any gas crisis. So, I was good, you know what I mean? Like... Uh, you know, my first car, my Buick, let's say, but my custom, 1997, got fucked on that for 15, I didn't ever forget, you know what I mean, but, listen, man, um, you know, I, I've never been through these type of, you know, gas prices going up, reset, you know, whatever, so, people who's bugging out, they can't find, you know, gas stations to get gas, and, um, you know, there's a whole fucking oil shortage, you know, right now, that's what they were saying, first, I heard it was an oil shortage, okay, then, 
I Googled it because my manager called me and was like, yo, I can't get gas nowhere. It's like 500 people at the gas station store. Like, bro, you won't believe it. I'm like, what? 500 people at the gas station store? Like, I heard people talking about it at the job, but I didn't think that they were saying, like, literally, it's like that bad. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking they saying the prices went up. All right, that was that. You know, that, that's what I first heard at first. My man's called me like, nah, it's 500 people at the gas station because the other gas stations are out of oil. It's a gas shortage. So then I Google it. I say, okay, Google gas shortage, and then it comes up. Whole entire East Coast pipeline oil shortage, okay? The entire East Coast. That's all the way up from, uh, you know, the tip top of, uh, you know, New York, uh, Rhode Island, whatever's up there close to, uh, you know, Canada, all the way down to Florida, man. The whole entire pipeline fucked up on oil, okay? So with that being said, I did some further research, okay? Because that was on CNN and I saw it. Then I saw another report on CNN Per New York Times reporter, I forgot the name, but, um, you know, their report was that the Russian, or excuse me, the Ukrainian military or the Ukrainian government uh, has figured out that the Russian, uh, you know, government or military has been breaking into their oil <laughs> system, okay? And, you know, they hacked into their shit, okay? So then my man said, he was like, yo, then he heard that they hacked into the system. So I was like, hold up, bro, hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. Tom, 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 we just landed on the bomb, y'all. We we just landed on a bomb. I, want, I don't want to give shout outs, but I do got to give credit where credit is due. Do you know how hard it is to hack into the government's oil pipelines? This is next level shit. If there's anybody that you want to fix your laptop, you know, make that phone not cracked anymore, that would be the motherfucking call. Now, I'm not trying to give any shout outs. I'm not saying that that was the right thing to do. Of course, it fucked a lot of people up, of course. All I'm saying is, credit is due. <laughs> that was a one clap, just a one clap. You don't get multiple claps. That was a one clap. You know what I'm saying? Credit, credit is due. That actually is pretty hard to um, accomplish. Now, um, you know, you would think that the American government is just so, like, infiltrated. Like, my man was like, yo, you would think that we, like, the American government, that like, people who actually work from government, they have the best hackers. But I told him, I was like, bro, but what about the niggas that go rogue? <laughs> okay, all right, and not only that, not only that, what about the niggas that just was smart since day one? They didn't need the government. They was just little smart, little intelligent, genius ass. Look, like, I was always a smart kid. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? I was a pretty smart kid, but I was never, like, I, I was never, like, genius. Like, like as far as the book smarts genius, I was genius in other ways. You know what I'm saying? I was genius. I, I knew how to deliver, okay, whether that was with words or actions or... You know, I can step up to the plate, but as far as, you know, just me, 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 you know, like Mac Miller said, uh, you know, I wasn't that smart, okay? Um, I'm not that, you know, computer savvy, real technical and stuff. No, that's not my thing, okay? So the thing is, what about those kids, <laughs> okay? Okay, those kids that used to co do coding. Like, like I was in high school, I'm like, what the fuck is coding, number one? What, the, what is coding? What is, what is coding? I don't know what that is. What, what is coding? Somebody, I was like, what is it? Like, you know what I'm saying? That's number one. Number two, how the fuck are y'all doing that shit? And y'all only like 15 years old. Like, them kids was coding, bro. At, at 16, 15, like, I'm pretty sure they know how to hack into shit. So, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. Okay, AKA no doubt. It wasn't me, but I wouldn't doubt it, man. I wouldn't doubt the ability of, you know, the, the intelligence of some Americans. I mean, we always say, 
uh, that you know in other countries that are much more smarter, like in China and India and stuff like that, which which probably per person I think is true. But don't underestimate the intelligence. <laughs> you see, we got intelligence and other shit. We know how to mischief and we, you know, take shit and you know finesse and that's where our that's just the you know American. That's our you know intelligence. But you know, I'm looking at the whole gas situation. I see that you know somebody didn't hack into the system. Also, read another report. This is something that I read on CNN, okay? I would not go up on this network and talk a bunch of bullshit. I saw, okay, unless I totally misread and was high as fuck, which is, could be possible, but I saw that the person or the organization or the group or whoever that hacked into the system, they called the government and was like, yo, I need some bread. <laughs> they demanded a ransom, okay? So you telling me, <laughs> okay, okay, with... The accomplishment, because it is quite an accomplishment, the accomplishment of breaking into the American government East Coast pipeline oil system, just with that alone, you had the balls, okay? Damn, as I dropped the joint, you had the balls, the audacity, the, the, the cojones, the, 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 the everything, you know, the huevos. You had everything, uh, you know, in your motherfucking favor, I guess, to call the government. Okay, dial nine one one and say, y'all know the system that y'all have right now in, in in the pipeline. That was me. Now, when I told my man that his reaction wasn't that it wasn't what I expected. I I needed him to react a little bit better, so I broke it down further. I said, bro, do you realize? Okay, do you realize that that means that they called in and whatever number they called in on was non traceable. It was a non traceable like they went that ex that extent. You know what I'm saying? To come on, bro. Now I don't know if this all of this is true. These are just reports that I saw yesterday on CNN. Okay. If you can't believe CNN on news reports, who the fuck are you gonna believe? You niggas on Facebook? Fuck no. Okay. Fuck no. So listen, I'm taking my sources where I'm taking my sources. I heard the New York Times reporter say what he said about the Russian. I know. Listen, and he also said, you know, this was just in his own words. He said this is on the hill pertaining to the Russian situation with the oil in Ukraine. Um, he also said that, uh, that uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, this is on the hill of the Trump impeachment. Okay? Hmm. Now, didn't I always say that Trump had the Russian connects? Like, everybody kind of knows a little bit about, you know, what happened, how he got elected. If it wasn't that, you know, because he did get elected on the electoral vote, um, I believe, when he beat Hillary, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, um, if he didn't, no, he did. Yeah, he did beat on electoral. He lost on the population, but he said they said he still got some help from the Russian, you know, whatever, to get that population vote to make you still be able to swing it with the electoral. You know what I'm saying? Get about to like 48, 47, whatever. So I always know there was something there. Okay, just the way you know he shook Putin's hand, went to his office. You know, it was just like it was just too like buddy buddy. Like I already, it was like he was trying to act like he didn't know him, but it, you can tell they've been friends for forever. You know what I'm saying? Like nigga, what's up? <laughs> like nigga, I, nigga, I know you, nigga. Like we were just at each other's house, fucking bitches the other day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this is what we do. Like you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just crazy. But you know, I look, I look at Donald Trump and say, yo, I, I've always said, I can, I can smell it. It doesn't always have to be bullshit. I can just, I can just smell certain shit. Like I can smell a gangster. Win. I know a gangster when I see one, bro. You know what I'm saying? I can hear the way they talk, their mannerisms, their gestures, the way they simply just don't give a fuck about how people think about them. I mean, I can totally, I can totally understand the quintessential 
American gangster. Okay, that is definitely Donald Trump. The man beat too many charges in his lifetime. Um, it still has millions of dollars on millions, maybe even a billy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he beat an impeachment charge. He beat an inciting a riot charge on Capitol Hill where a police officer actually died. He's a gangster. <laughs> this is gangster shit. Okay. Now, if you're telling me it's not gangster shit, okay, you might not like the racism. I know a lot of racist gangsters. <laughs> I think most gangsters are probably racist. I mean, I mean, I mean, that's probably a stretch, but you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. It's some division. Okay. <laughs> it's some division in the racial, uh, you know, uh, you know, conversation when it comes down to gangsters. And you know what I'm saying? That's just real spill. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you don't believe that, just go to jail, go to prison and see where you're going to be at, <laughs> where you're going to be amongst. And what's safer and what's not. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but here's the thing. I'm looking at the gas situation. I say Donald Trump connected with the uh, Russian, Russian uh, government slash Russian mafia. Uh, uh, he himself has been in the concrete business, in the building business. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and the motherfucking shady business for a very, very, very long time. Probably since late 70s, early 80s at least. Um, you know, come from money. You know what I'm saying? Uh, from New York, okay? Um, one of those old type. He's like 80 years old. So those type of guys, man, with those business deals, you know what I'm saying? They just like Bernie, like, you know what I'm saying? Like Bernie and, you know, the Ponzi's, you know, you never know with those type of guys, man. They real wily type of, you know, wise guys, man. I'm telling you, like, they just might be belligerent. But, you know, most gangsters are belligerent. Like, I'm not going to lie. Most gangsters are disrespectful and have no regard for humanity. Like, I mean... This is, this is a part of being a gangster. Like, this is, this, you know, but I'm looking at the guy and I say, okay, Atlantic City, this is where I'm from. I'm from Atlantic City, okay? I know he had the Trump Casino there. He had the Taj Mahal, you know, was a part of that. Um, you know, I, I just feel as though his track record, where he's been, New York, Atlantic City, his establishments, uh, since I know that the entire construction industry, the, I repeat, the entire construction in industry in the fucking 80s probably all the way up until the early 90s was definitely you know ran heavily by the italian mafia that's a fact that's a known fact you know what i'm saying mad i've been convicted on the shit for rico with, with with the building with construction so you know i'm not stupid like i'm you know what i'm saying i'm not dumb like, yeah, yeah i mean you listen here's the thing you're not gonna present me certain information and then i just turned a blind eye and oh it was just a shortage oh <laughs> no, 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 no. A shortage. <laughs> a shortage. A short. Do y'all know that we can get oil out of Texas? We don't even need Afghanistan. <laughs> we don't even need them niggas out there in the Middle East. We don't even need Venezuela. We can get the motherfucking oil out of Texas. That's a real spell. We can. <laughs> okay. But we we can't get that premium oil though. You know what I'm saying? It's like black diamonds versus white diamonds. What's, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What's more premium? I mean, I don't know. But, you know, it's just like America running running a shortage a shortage on oil for America is like saying uh it's, it's, it's that's like saying the candy man ain't got no candy, man. That's like, that's like, that's like saying CVS ain't got no band-aids. You know what I'm saying? Like this is fucking America. Do you know we went to war for years <laughs> and years and years? for that specific resource, okay, to not ever run any shortage of it. As a matter of fact, they pulled troops out of Af Af Afghanistan 
Probably because they said, listen, we got enough oil. I'm tired of fighting these motherfucking Taliban. That's their problem anyway. It would have been their problem from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Really? You know what I'm saying? So let's get the fuck up out of here. We got everything that we need. Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like w- once you give somebody information, okay, like me, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the information that you give me and I'm going to use the, the brain that God gave me. <laughs> okay. okay, the brain that you see right there on, on, on the poster right there. Noble's Pod. This little brain right here, I'm going to use this. Okay, anytime somebody gives me information, whether it's bad information, false information, true information, uh, you know what I'm saying, dangerous information, uh, you know, good information, whatever. Any type of information is key. You can use it. It's viable. <laughs> it's a, one of the most viable things. Is, probably the most viable thing is information. You know what I'm saying? For as much money, for as much pussy is, for, <laughs> for as much drugs are, anything that's more valuable is information. Because without the information, you can't even get whatever the, <laughs> you can't even get the pussy. You can't even get the money. You can't even get the, you can't even flip the drug or get the drug because you don't have the information on how to do so. <laughs> right? So, you know, information is definitely the most viable thing. That's why they say knowledge is uh, king and, you know, all those type of sayings right there. You know what I'm saying? But you give somebody like me some information, I'm going to put two and two together. <laughs> I'm not stupid. Okay, I know where the mobs still operate now. They've been lost. They L.A. ties back in the 70s. We know when Bugsy went out there, it kind of fucked things up. Okay, okay. So the L.A. ties, you know, too much gangs out there, too much Hispanic gangs. They had to get out, got, had to get out of L.A. You know what I'm saying? Might be still moving in a legal way. You know what I'm saying? But as far as anything, as a street presence, any of a gambling presence, and, you know, any sort of mafia activity, no Surrey Bob out there in L.A. We already know. In the South... They done took that away with Marcelo down in New Orleans. They done fucked that up. There's not too many things going down in the South as far as could come down to mafia activity. Now, when you look a little bit over to the right side, you might go to Miami, see Florida. You might see a couple of, you know, uh, slick hair, you know, as they would call it, you know, goombas. You know what I'm saying? But listen, I would say along the East Coast, of course, man, that's just going to be forever probably already there. It's just, you know, years embedded in, you know what I'm saying? The development of this country was uh, a lot to do uh, with the Italian mafia. That's just an absolute fact. There's, it's something that we just can't negate, you know what I'm saying? Also, I'd like to point out, for the amount of information that you give me, okay? Since I watch a YouTube channel, shout out to the dude, Mr. Uh, Michael Francis is his name, okay? Um, real quick, I want to do a little quick side note on that, because he's always... Um, you know, been spoken about as far as for the, for the amount of negative shit that he did. You know, people call him a snitch, even though that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Just try to find some paperwork and, you know what I'm saying, see what other niggas say, like Larry Lawton and stuff like that. He's not a snitch, okay? But it changes life. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm about to say right now is not indicative of the character that he is today. I would like to say he changes life. He's a businessman, family man. He's a, you know, religious guy, you know, speaks for the, for the kids. He go to prisons and speaks to the kids like he's a, you know what I'm saying, changes life. So, at one point, <laughs> he was in the gas business, as, as he always said. That was his whole entire case. Gase. Gase. <laughs> fuck. That was his whole entire case, okay, was the gas business. Now, he said he was in the gas, minutes, gas business for some time, <laughs> for quite some time, okay? Um, making, he said, at least, this is what he said, at least $2 million a week. 
he also said a lot of his associates, a lot of the people that was able to get him a license were politicians, and he knew a lot of who? Russians. Oh! <laughs> Doesn't it all come back around? If you know anything about Michael Francis, he's the son of Sonny Francis, who was an old mob tail mobster, gangster nigga, been around for forever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, his son came through and just really took it to a whole nother level, money-wise. You know what I'm saying? With the gas business, he was making cha-ching-ching. Like, you know what I'm saying? Money, money, money. Like, this nigga was rich as fuck. And still is rich as fuck to this day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because he only went to jail for like eight years out of the 10-year sentence and had to pay like a $10 million fine um, to the government. But, you know, he still is rich as fuck. <laughs> okay, so, uh, you know, I, I, I don't... When, when I hear stories like that, I mean, that is actually recorded in the courtroom that this man was scheming gas in the 80s and the 90s with the Russians, with politicians, and the East Coast pipeline system just got hacked into, and the shortage is up, and Russian military just hacked into you. Oh, shit. I'm not stupid. I know how to put two and two. <laughs> what I'm supposed to just do? Just, just look at the information and say, you know, oh, it, 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 it just can't be. It's a shortage. Does it, does it sound like a shortage? It might look like a shortage. Does it sound like a shortage? Does it smell like a shortage? You know what I'm saying? Just think about it, man. If the Russian government is breaking into the Ukraine military system, oil system, to hack into their shit, the same time our shit get fucked up on a shortage, apparently reports hacking and, you know, declaring, demanding ransom. If that was the case, put two and two together. <laughs> you can't put two and two together. Like, you can't, like, that's, to me, like, I don't know if it's true. I, I just got circumstantial evidence. <laughs> I just got circumstantial evidence. None of this is substantial, all right? None of this is substantial, but, you know, I, I will say, I got, I, it's, it's pretty strong, man. It's pretty, the, the case is strong. The case is strong. I made a case, the case is strong. I don't want to indict anybody. <laughs> I'm not saying any names. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I'm just getting reports from CNN. This is per- CNN, this is not something that I made up. These are reports that I saw on CNN. So to all you Russian Mafia members out there, all you Italian Mafia members, I salute to y'all. I'm not, I, I, you know, I got a different feeling about criminology. That's what you got to look at previous episodes, how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Mafia, Mafia, just go back. You know what I'm saying? Just go back. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I, you know, I, have, I have no qualms. I have no qualms. I just, I'm just talking about the reports I saw on CNN. That's all. I'm just talking about the reports I saw on CNN. Moving on. To the next topic on the rundown, man. As I go ahead and light up the Cochiba Co over here, man. Listen, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is back. Now I'm not gonna lie, I've been shitting on Tim Tebow. Uh, you know, but I mean, who has it? I mean, who has it? I mean, you heard he did try to try out for baseball. That didn't work. He was batting like a 204. I mean, <laughs> he couldn't get any homers, no RBIs. He was trash, and he was in like the double A, like it was a bum. So. He was doing the um the college announcer. I think he was doing a little bit of commentary over there for college football. I don't think he was really feeling that suit and tie shit. He's an active guy. Still pretty young, still can well not pretty young, he's like in his, his early thirties, but you know, not pretty young football wise, but still pretty young, probably still very in a good physical shape. At least he looks to be. Now, of course we know that my favorite team that I just lifted off mute, the the mute band was lifted. We just hired uh, Urban Meyer, okay, Urban Meyer, who of course comes from Florida, won, you know, a couple of championships down there, great coach, you know, got, got, a, got a lot of baggage, 
You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of allegations. Okay. But, he, you know, apparently he's a great football coach. You know, he was in, in Florida. So they hired him for Jacksonville. Hopefully he is the man for the job. Then he goes out and hires. He goes out and hires. Okay. Acquires his his favorite, probably his favorite football player he's ever coached. You know what I'm saying? Tim the fuck Tebow to play, not quarterback though. He's not, Tim Tebow's not playing quarterback. Tim Tebow is playing tight end. He's been signed. They worked him out. They saw he could probably move a little bit. Of course, they always say quarterback is the tight end's best friend. So you know he got the relation on where you want the routes, how you want them, where you want the ball. They always say Julian Edelman, guys like that, who's, who, uh, Danny Amadou, guys who have played quarterback. Um, you know, they know how to run the routes a little bit more smoother. And you know how to get into those little, small little pockets where they know that's where the quarterback wanted. Because it's just, you was a quarterback before you know the aerodynamics. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, maybe, I mean, listen, he is in his early 30s. I'm not sure how good of a shape he's in. Uh, good of shape he's actually in. I know he's definitely, you know, 6'3", 245 at least. You know, that's what he's always been. Um, you know, pretty hefty guy. I think he's still got a little bit of speed on him. You know, it don't have to be crazy. It can be uh, Matt and Attribute 77. Ain't got to be nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? I just need you to catch the ball and block. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Catch the ball and block and possibly do some trick plays from the tight end. So, you know, I'm not going to lie. Who knows if he's going to get any uh, playing time. I think we still got James O'Shawsony. O'Shaw. We still got O'Shaw at the tight end. So I don't know if he's going to start over O'Shaw, but maybe he gets some looks. You know, they usually, maybe if they run a three tight end set, get him in on a double tight end set. You know, we'll see how they play that out in Jacksonville. I'm not going to lie. I can't be mad. We suck already. If he goes out and he performs and he's trash, cut him. If he performs and he's good, keep him. <laughs> Either way, it's good, plus, it's good publicity. It's good jersey sales. It's good for the, it's good for the uh, team morale. It's good for the, uh, you know, the, the, the propaganda of the football team. It's good, man. It's good for the branding. You know, Florida, it's good for the state of Florida. You know, it's good, man. I'm not going to get mad at him. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I kind of felt like, what the fuck are we doing? But at the end of the day, like, you know, um, you know, I, I just, I can't really shit on it. I can't really shit on it at the end of the day. Because really, what else we got? Um, you know, moving on. Uh, off of Tim Tebow and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Remember, the mute is, um, the mute band was lifted. The mute band was of June. Album 14th, um, June, album, June, album 14th, uh, June, J. Cole is coming out with an album on May 14th, excuse me, I'm getting high over here, so can't really talk that well, uh, but uh, J. Cole album is coming out on the 14th of May, I saw the documentary, documentary that he put out, dope as fuck, J. Cole's always been, I got, you realize this dread's getting so long, nigga got the Bob Marley's now. You know what I'm saying? But damn, you see J. Cole out there hooping, rapping, producing. You know what I'm saying? Total, like, fucking record label guy. Like, he's a, he's, a, he's that nigga, bro. Like, he's always been that nigga, but you can see, you know, um, you can see the growth for sure in terms of, you know, not just only being an artist, but, you know, taking that next level to being a producer, uh, you know, maybe even an exec or, you know, uh, maybe, a, you know, I can see him doing it. You know, I can see him kind of, you don't have to be suit and tie with it. But I can just see him putting a lot of people on, you know what I'm saying, and being behind the scenes a lot after his career is over. Uh, my, my, my man's, I was watching the shoot, my man's, he was like, he think this is going to be the last one. If not, this is not going to be the last album. He think he probably just come out one more and that's it. He was like, bro, he going to go play basketball in Africa. He got accepted to the African Basketball League. Like, I'm not going to lie. 
what artist just gets up from their profession to go do something else and like legitimately like does it and train for it for you know he said what two years he trained for it for at least a couple of months for sure to get in shape get that jump shot right because he was in there stroking you know what i'm saying but i definitely feel as though that you know those are going to be some good highlights to watch without a doubt um but you know maybe my man's was on something you know what i'm saying he probably thought like yo I mean, it, it, it didn't seem somber, but it did seem like it was a closing, if that makes any sense. Like, I'm not, like that's just what I got from the documentary, you know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't, it wasn't sad, it was like, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't that, like, it was, it was good, you know what I'm saying? It was good energy, it was, you know, he was getting ready for the album and shit, you know what I'm saying? But I just felt as though it was, it was kind of a closing of his career almost. Like, this may be like the last time, you know what I'm saying, we see something like this, you know what I'm saying? Or if not, probably just one more, like my homie said, but... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see, man, with J. Cole. I always say, you know, probably at the end of the day, um, you know, Kendrick Lamar, Drake, and J. Cole, you know, uh, you know, I'll probably have to, uh, you know, redo my top five or at least can't, like, like the word top five will have to be removed. And now people just will have to just actually wish your top 10 because you have to add those three niggas in. You know what I'm saying? J. Cole is definitely going to be added on that list for sure. You know what I'm saying? With Biggie, Tupac, Nas, Eminem, you know what I'm saying? Snoop Dogg, you know, you name it, you know, um. So I just feel as though, nah, you know what I'm saying? So I feel as though, you know, J. Cole coming out with his album 14, I'm definitely tuning in. I'm definitely seeing what's up. You know what I'm saying? My man actually asked me a good question too. Real, real RT, you know, musical question here. He was like, as an artist, he was like, can you like listen to like documentaries or like watch documentaries or listen to other people's music while you're creating music? Not exactly like in the middle of you writing, of course, but I'm just saying like, during that creative process of you, you know, maybe that same day, later that day, you know, after you got finished writing later that day, you can go listen to something else and, you know, totally disconnect. I was like, at first, I wasn't able to do that. You know what I'm saying? At first, I just would have to just be locked into my own shit. And, but over time, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I was able to disconnect after the pen leaves the paper. You know what I'm saying? If you will, like, after I stop being Noble Barker, then I go to Aleem. You know what I'm saying? I'm right back to Leamy or, you know what I'm saying, with the family. Like, I'm not, with my, you know, that's my nickname, Leamy. But it's like, I'm back to that, that guy. I'm back to that person. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the artist anymore. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's two different worlds. Like, artists and, uh, artists and what you call it is just two different worlds. It's a much different uh, take on things. You know what I'm saying? I just feel as though uh, a lot of those things are, are hard to... It's hard for people to separate their artist's life with their real life. And if you just love music as a fan, which I do, you know what I'm saying? I'm listening to music all day. Like, I can I can go listen to E-40 and then not sound like, I'm about to hit the mob. <laughs> for the squad. Like, I can, you know what I'm saying? I can just be on my own shit whenever I go out. You know, like, I do get influenced, you know, earlier on, you know what I'm saying? But... After a while, you know what I'm saying, you start to get your own sound from the many times as you write. Dang, I ain't gonna lie, mad people is hitting me up right now. That's why I'm squinting and looking at the uh, uh, camera right now because I can't really see. But, um, you know, I feel as though, you know, that shit is hard, man. It's hard for people to disconnect after you put the pin down. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still stuck inside those same emotions. Me, not so much. Even if the song is, you know, more emotional than the other one, if it's angry, if it's, you know, a little bit somber or, you know, whatever. Like, whatever the case is. Um, you know I'm saying I feel as though I can uh, I can just like leave it, you know. After that, you know what I'm saying. Now I probably need some weed to go with it, but but <laughs> but I need weed to go over everything. So that's that's not really a, an, an out for anything. Um, you know I gotta talk about 
you know, a situation that I saw, man. I'm not going to lie. I got to address it just because I've been following it. And I've been wishing that it was going to be good. And it got good. And then it fucked up. And then it just like, ah, shit. You know what I'm saying? It sucks, bro. I'm not going to lie. It sucks, bro. Like, listen, you can go back to the first episode of Know Who's Pie, hosted by your boy, Noble Parker, a.k.a. Spanish Fly. Okay, you can go back. To the first episode, I talk about my influences, my inspiration for even starting a podcast. These were the first podcasts I started listening to back when I was like 16. My first one was Brilliant Idiots. You know what I'm saying? Uh, from there, it was Joe Rogan. From there, it was Joe Button. Then a million dollars worth of game. I didn't include uh, 85 South Show back then. I realized that after I finished the episode, but I always put 85 South Show in there as well. Those those podcasts right there, which are probably the best podcasts out in my opinion. Um, you know, they definitely influenced me to, you know, get, get, get start something like this. You know what I'm saying? Do something like this. So, you know what I'm saying? I remember when, you know, the Joe Button podcast, it didn't, I remember when they didn't have Maul. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, re, I remember when Maul came on and it was great. It was a great addition to the show. You know what I'm saying? Just like that, almost like that street, you know, wise, you know, type of old, old type of old soul aspect with Maul. He just, Maul is a cool ass nigga, bro. Like, just from what I've been seeing on the podcast, he's always been, you know, he's he's a funny guy, but he's he's he's. I mean, I'm not saying like funny in a bad way. I'm saying like he's funny, like he's he's hilarious, like he's he be cracking jokes. But he's he can get serious. He can talk about. He was able to touch on different subjects in a different way from a different point of view, especially when he was talking about with the political stuff. You know, what I'm saying he was always getting on him for the Trump shit. Like he was always on his own square, if you will. You know, what I'm saying I just respected that, but. Um, you know, Roy, same thing with Roy too, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, Roy, to me, after a while, he kind of took over as just being the funniest nigga on the show. Like, Roy jokes was out of it. Like, like Roy is, like, as far as the potting quick with shit off the top, you know what I'm saying? Just in conversation, he's funny as shit. I'm not going to lie. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know what I'm saying? They had a little situation with whatever. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had said that, you know, I had said on a previous episode, I'm like, yo, hopefully those, those the JBP boys, you know what I'm saying? They get their shit. Back together, they work out their problem as brothers, and they come back together to do the pot, man. They've been doing this shit for four years. You know what I'm saying? Four years strong. So, I'm like, damn. You know what I'm saying? It kind of sucks to see that shit as a viewer. You know what I'm saying? You've been listening to something twice a week for so long, or once a week or whatever, twice for so long. It's just like, damn. Like, it's just tough to see, like, the crew not together no more. So, but I'm not going to lie. When they took a little break, Ice, uh, 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 ice and Ish, they was, they was good. Like, I... Uh, um, they was great, actually. Way better than what I thought they was going to be. Um, you know what I'm saying? Totally underestimated Joe Button friends. I said that on the preview. Totally underestimated his friends as far as them having conversation. These niggas is actually uh, well-thought-spoken uh, niggas. And, they, you know, they they can speak from a, a good point of view. You know what I'm saying? They have good arguments. They, You know what I'm saying? They, they, the, the men. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 so they're experienced. Like, they have, you know what I'm saying? So it's just different. But... You know what I'm saying? Uh, not to say that Roy and Maul aren't men, you know, and not experienced. You know, I'm I'm not trying to like do any flips. I love both of them. I love, you know what I'm saying? But of course I wanted to see the original Roy, Maul, Jill, Parks, and the crew back together, right? Like who else didn't, right? They get back together. They come back together. The brothers are back. All of a sudden I woke up this morning. Joe Button Podcast. It's not Joe Button Podcast anymore. Rory has been fired from Joe Budden Podcast. I don't want to get into the specifics and details of what I heard. Because to be quite honest, it's not even mentioned to be said. <laughs> it's not even worth mentioning. Okay? But 
It's just tough to see the brotherhood not work out, man. I'm not going to lie. And I will say, this is why I do a one-man show. I said this on previous episodes. I'll say it again. I think it's much harder for people to actually work creatively, all right, or work um, in, in a business sense with their friends and family. Like, that's tough to do, dude. It's much more, it's, it, I mean, people always say, like, you'd rather get in business with your family or somebody that you know because you can trust them. But sometimes, you know, just because they know you and you know them, you know, that can lead to some things. You know, maybe maybe not knowing is better. You know, you, you know, you don't know about that person's whole life and you don't, you don't know how they react to a certain situation. So you guys are just treating each other real professional-like and real cordial-like and just trying to get the business done because anything on the personal tip is not there. You don't have that personal, um, you know, relationship. So, you know, those things like, I mean, I'm not to say that I wouldn't do it, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, like, I, like I'm about to get like a call in. I'll speak about that later. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting a few, a few call ins. But, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. All I'm saying is, um, you know what I'm saying? It would have to be the right situation and it, it, it will be tough. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, it will be tough. Because I, I would just know that, you know, just for the type of, like, I'm an abrasive guy. I'm a, you know, I'm a truth. I'm, a, I'm blunt as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So blunt, but I only spoke choice. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm brutally honest, you know, I definitely say what the fuck I want to say when I want to say it, how I want to say it, um, you know, it's just like, you know, that can rub people the wrong way, and especially when it comes down to doing something creatively or doing something with business and trying to make some money, um, you know, that's tough, bro, even if you know those people for mad long, you know what I'm saying, for years and years, those things could just, that relationship could wear out. It could, it could, it could sour. It could, it could turn for the worse just due to the money or due to, um, you know what I'm saying? The relationship that y'all had previously and how it's changing through the creative process. You know what I'm saying? Like what the creative process does to different, it, it, that response to the creative process of something actually working or, or you know, the opposite and something failing, the response to that is per individual. Not everybody's going to have the same response to the success in your crew. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or in or in your family or in your friendship or you know what I'm saying like that's just not gonna be the case like like y'all you deal with that separately you know what I'm saying you deal with the come up separately you deal with the the fallback or the setback separately even though y'all all went through it together y'all all equally <laughs> you know what I'm saying or individually got to deal with it and I think people underrate that you know what I'm saying just the way people respond to things like. You know, things can get real quick, real, real quick. And me, I try to avoid it, to be quite honest. I do, because I just know what it can lead to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know it. Like, if, if somebody was asking me to fight them and give me five minutes, you know, every other episode, I, I it wouldn't even get to the second point. Like, I would have stopped it right there in the first point. Like, why are you asking? Like... You know what I'm saying? Is it really like, but that's just me. You know what I'm saying? That's just me, you know? And, 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 you know, that could, that can just be different, man. Like just, like I say, it's, it's per case, it's per individual with these things. So I can, I can, I think I can honestly say, um, you know, not to say that the Joe Budden podcast is over. It's just that, that original group, that original cast that we used to see in Rory, Joe Button. And uh, Maul, you know, with, with Parks, you know what I'm saying? That's, you know, Parks is still going to be there. Joe Button is still going to be there. He probably going to bring back Ice and Ish. 
and probably bring back guests or just, you know, maybe fill in somebody else on the spot. I'm not exactly sure how they're going to do that, but um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'll be cool with Ice and Ish. I'm not, like, no, 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 no disrespect to, you know, Rory and Ma. I would love for them to work out the issues and still come back even after all of this. Because um, who's to say you can't fire somebody and hire them back? Especially if they're your friend. I mean, come on. I done seen niggas get fired from Chick-fil-A and get hired back from the managers and they wasn't friends. <laughs> okay? Okay? I done seen it. Okay? I done seen niggas get cut from the team, go work out again, and get <laughs> added to the motherfucking team. Okay? So, at the end of the day, it's possible. But, you know, if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be upset with Ice-ish Joe Button Rory. I mean, uh, Parks. I'm not going to be upset. That's going to be a good podcast. I'm still tuning in twice a week. I'm watching, bro. And I'm going to grow with Ice and Ish and probably learn a lot of them niggas. Same way I love, you know, Rory and Ma on the pod, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You grow to hear people talk for so long, so many years. It, it is tough to see, you know, something dissolve. You know, as far as the relationship and that creative process just halted and stopped. You know what I'm saying? Abruptly. Um, but it's just like, you know, it sucks, man. It sucks. That's just the best way to put it. Um, you know, no more original cast for Joe Budden Podcast. You know, it's like a, it's like an episode. They kill somebody off. You know, kill off your favorite character, off your favorite TV show. It's like, oh my goodness. Like, oh. But moving on, though, to the next topic on the rundown, man. I got to speak about, you know, a situation that I ran into the other day, bro. I want to say shout out to the nigga nonchalantly, nonchalantly underscore, um, what is it, Zaby, I think? Is it underscore Zaby or is it underscore something? I'm going to find out the exact which call, pull it, put it in the joint, but... Big shout out to that nigga. Big shout out to my man, Pocket the Pug. Okay, Pocket the Pug out there in France. Doing big promotion shit. You know, sharing people music, sharing people content. Really showing mad love for real, for real. If you an artist, if you looking to get your shit promoted on a channel that has some exposure, bro, hit up the nigga Pocket the Pug. He going take you, bro, I'm telling you. Next nigga to give big shout outs to, my main man's my producer. I can't, he's not, he's not my direct producer. But, you know, eventually, you know, I think, I think maybe, you know, I'm like, I fuck with him, bro. His sound is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got something cooking. Tomorrow I'm going to the studio, lay down a song I got, you know, from Louis Blue. You know what I'm saying? Hooking me up with the heat. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to say, uh, you know, big shout out to all three of them. They definitely showing love to the music. Definitely showing love. Nonchalant, me and Nonchalant, we're going to do it. Actually, we're going to do a record together. He wanted me to get on a hook. He wanted me to sing for the hook. He had heard my song Sexy Face. Was like, yo, you singing on there real beautiful. Like, like he was like, bro, it sounds so full as fuck. Like, that shit sound fucking amazing. It's out of here. I'm like, yo, appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Like, you know, whatever you need, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm definitely looking to do features with niggas. So, if you an artist, if you somebody that's looking to do a feature, hit a nigga up. You know what I'm saying? If your shit is good, if I, if I, I told him to send him, my, send him some of his music. Because, yeah, of course, they already heard my record. Because, yeah, I heard my shit. From Pocket the Plug posting it. So once Pocket heard it, he had heard it. You know what I'm saying? That's how we connected. So, and I'm actually getting him on the podcast too. We're going to talk about how we, you know, connected and shit. You know what I'm saying? From, from Boston. Shout out to him. But, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get him on a call in or get him on a live chat. You know what I'm saying? However, we're going to do it on, on a podcast for sure. Um, But, you know what I'm saying? He had saw my shit, listened to the song, was like, fuck with it, had hit me up on Instagram. Was like, yo, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I need you to get the hook. Like, I need you. So I was like, hey, I got you. I just need you to send me some of your shit. So I could, you know what I'm saying? So then he sent me some of this shit. It was him and his homies. I ain't gonna lie. Niggas was rapping, talking to talk. You know what I'm saying? Boss. I'm like, all right. 
Definitely, I'm down. You know what I'm saying? Book me. You know what I'm saying? Book me in. I'm down. You know what I'm saying? So tomorrow I'm gonna go ahead and lay that down. That will be released very soon on uh Noble Barker SoundCloud. I'll definitely put that all on the socials as well. Get that on uh Spotify as well. I still gotta get sexy face on um uh Spotify throughout all the platforms. I'm actually paying for the motherfucking subscription right now and not uploading the motherfucking song. I'm bugging. But but the reason why because the song had to get re-released. I had to do some things with the um I had to change like one bar. Like I, like I said, bitch, I meant to say ho. I said ho, I meant to say it was either one or the other. So I had to get it. It was going to come out. Then I took it down. I had to get it re-released. So it's coming. But I'm actually going to see what's up with that after the pot. But yeah, man. Um, You know, it, it's all about just reciprocating the love, bro. When you get love, you got to reciprocate it. You know, at least me. Like when anybody, anytime somebody show me love, the, the at least, you know, the... the <laughs> the least the least thing that you can do I can't even fucking speak anymore I'm high as shit you know what I'm saying is is fucking acknowledge it acknowledge that they've gave you some love or shown you some love in some sort of fashion like you know what I'm saying I appreciate that thank you you know what I'm saying even if you you know that could just be giving somebody giving somebody or you welcome giving somebody a thank you um but um you know what I'm saying actually reciprocating that love and showing love back you know what I'm saying that's the way I operate I don't care what fuck I don't give a fuck who you are really I mean, it really doesn't matter. If you show me love in any form or fashion, I'm going to reciprocate it, bro. That's just the way I work. Like, that's, it's, 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 you know what I'm saying? And not like, you know, love, like intimate, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, just like, you know, show somebody respect or just show them appreciation or just, you know what I'm saying? Wanting to do, uh, you know, something with somebody as far as business-wise or, you know what I'm saying, uh, creative-wise or even just giving somebody a good look, you know what I'm saying? Or just... You know, doing a favor for him or just telling them, you know what I'm saying? I'll fuck with your music. You know what I'm saying? This shit is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a much appreciated. You know what I'm saying? That's showing me love. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? Give that love back. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, that's the way I've always operated. You know what I'm saying? I even got a freestyle show love, love, while we show love, love, what we do. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way what we do. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's just how, not, not even uh, necessarily how I was raised, I would say, but. But, uh, I mean, not to say that I wasn't raised not to show love when somebody show you love. It just never, it was never made to me apparent like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, show love, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't just put out that way in that wording, you know, reciprocate the love, you know? But moving on, though, moving on to the next topic on the rundown, hosted by your boy Noble Barker, a.k.a. Barker Belushi, a.k.a. Spanish Fly, a.k.a. No Doubt. Now... Of course, y'all know me, man. I've been following this motherfucking show, City on the Hill, on, uh, you know what I'm saying? What is it, Hulu? It's on, it, you can watch it on Hulu, but it's on Showtime. My mom actually had, had the Hulu subscription, but she wasn't trying to pay for the additional uh, subscription for Showtime. You know what I'm saying? I said, come on, mom, get this, get the, I'll, I'll give you the 10. I'll give you the 10. She's like, nah, you're going to have to get it. You're going to have to get it. I'm like, all right, all right. So I download the Showtime app. I'm paying the $10.99 subscription for that one show. Okay, I'm playing $11 a month to watch one show because it's that fucking good. And I'm not even a T-show, a T-show, TV show, television series guy. I'm more of a movie hit. So, you know what I'm saying? But that show is fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, one of the best shows ever created. I can tell just the way it fucking is. You know what I'm saying? It's only on the second season. I know they're going to get renewed and booked for another season. Got 75% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? People is feeling that shit. So... I just want to, you know, always give my episode reviews, episode breakdown. Um, you know, Anton. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit. Anton, man. Anton got shot by the fucking cop. You know what I'm saying? It came through the back door. Pop, pop. Like, ah. It's fucked up, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, he was about to turn himself in after he heard that his mind gave him up. You know what I'm saying? So once he, you know, he was going through the whole negotiating shit in the, in the house, you know what I'm saying, kind of barricaded in. They was on both sides, law enforcement on both sides, front and back. He got the gat on him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. After just walking down the street with his mom, thinking he about to escape the city. You know what I'm saying? Think he about to get out the city. Mom pull a jack move on him. You know what I'm saying? Because she realized her son is a straight savage. <laughs> okay. A straight savage. Okay. And this motherfucker, even though he, you know, he's still a good dude though. Like he's still a family dude at the end of the day. But that motherfucker is, a, you know, is a gangster. He's a gangster. And she didn't know her son was that much of a gangster. So she was willing to give him up. You know what I'm saying? And still, you know, kind of save the other son away from the streets it looked like. But... The other son, I fucking hate that nigga, too. He get on my nerves. Little bitch-ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? Little bitch-ass nigga, Kelvin. I think that's his name. You know, because, like, homie, like, his his brother was telling, Anton was telling him, like, yo, he's like, Kelvin, so you just gonna let, uh, what was it, uh, Cop Copeland, you just gonna let them Copeland brothers roll all over? <laughs> just gonna let them niggas come and shit over? You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, what? Like, you better man the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Them niggas run down on you, come in the house, spray up your man so you ain't trying to do shit back. You know what I'm saying? He said, what type of nigga get shot at and I shoot back? When we start doing that, Kelvin. And I said, you know, you got to respect Anton at, at a certain level. Like, at the end of the day, he, he's, he's doing what every gangster would do. I mean, maybe not come and run up and, you know, try to kill the defense, <laughs> the fucking prosecutor that's trying to prosecute him. Maybe that's next level, but that does get done. Maybe not with the gangster himself. He might hire somebody. But, you know, situations have happened where lawyers have been killed in cases. And, you know, that shit does happen. So... You know what I'm saying? This nigga was just an all-out Boston gangster. Oh, that nigga. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, his mom was just, she was not feeling that anymore. You know what I'm saying? For as much as she loved her son, she was willing to give him up. That was kind of crazy to actually see that. I didn't think that she was going to do that. And she actually, in exchange, to get off all the shit that they was about to put on her. You know what I'm saying? She took the money from the community. You know what I'm saying? She had the, um, the, the, the accomplice, you know, uh, the witness in charge to the murder. You know, we're getting the sun away, you know what I'm saying, for the situation. That whole episode was crazy. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just think that, uh, you know, Anton's unfortunate that he couldn't, you know. Um, but I always say death is way better than jail. Death is way better than prison. He was about to get a lot of time. This nigga was about to be booked on at least two murders. Definitely drug dealing. Definitely gun possession. And definitely, uh, you know what I'm saying, murder homicide. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... It's like on a motherfucking lawyer. Like, did I say that already? I think I said that. It's like, he was he was he was about to go to jail for life. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm -hmm. I don't even know if they even had you know what I'm saying the death penalty back then in Boston because the show was based off. Uh, I think the show was based off in um, what's the show based off? In 1988, 1990, I think. But um, you know, it's just like it's 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 crazy, man. It's a crazy episode. You know what I'm saying? And the sergeant of the of the actual Boston Police Department. He was mad as fuck. He a cool dude. You know what I'm saying? He was mad as fuck that the other nigga that the officer had came through the back and shot him. He was like, I told you not to go in first. He said, I told you not to go in. You know what I'm saying? He said, fuck that. I'm going in. Homie went in, saw him, saw that he wasn't trying to shoot him, shot him from the back pop. You know what I'm saying? Just wanted to go ahead and kill him a nigga today. You know what I'm saying? Homie was not feeling it. Pushed him up to the joint, told him to go into the joint. I'm going to speak to you once we get in there. All that shit. Asked the other dude. You gonna tell me whatever happened? He said I didn't go in. You know what I'm saying? The whole shit was the whole shit. You know what I'm saying? The whole shit was the whole shit. And it was you can see that the sergeant, even though he might not be the greatest dude, but at the end of the day, he's not that fucked up to just you know what I'm saying? Um, totally just you know kill a nigga for no reason, bro. He's he's that's not the type of dude he is. You know what I'm saying? So the Corsi 
okay, who is the defense attorney, the only black defense attorney in Boston, right? The the Corsi actually, um, you know, because of course in Anton tried to kill the Corsi, but he he shot his wife Siobhan. Siobhan lost the baby. Okay, there was it was pregnant. She didn't lose the baby at first. First they checked on the baby, make sure the baby was good after the shooting. The baby was good after the shooting. I think she lost the baby to all of the, all of the pressure, all of the stress, miscarriage. You know what I'm saying? Boom. That shit was crazy, bro. You know what I mean? And, you know what I'm saying? Homie had like a whole temper tantrum. Nigga fucked up the baby stroller. He fucked up that baby stroller for about 35 minutes. <laughs> this nigga was stomping on that baby stroller. Like, it was a motherfucking baby in there. Like, he was, he was mad as shit that the whole entire... I think it was... Because he wasn't really trying to have a kid to me. He wasn't really seem like he was really trying to, you know what I'm saying, make that happen at that moment. You know what I'm saying? But... You know, it turns out, you know, a situation happened, he ends up losing a baby. So that was fucked up. But DeCourcy shows up at uh, Anton's killing scene, you know what I'm saying, at the murder scene. Saw that, uh, you know what I'm saying, Anton was just laying there, of course. He was like, damn. And um, he wants to actually prosecute the cop. He wants to prosecute the police officer who shot Anton. Okay, so here's the thing. His boss, his, because you, I, of course, I think it's like the prosecutors, I don't know what that's called, like, whoever their boss is, or, you know what I'm saying, the, I don't know who that guy is, but, that guy, you know what I'm saying, his, his superior, that dude was like, you know, they ain't really trying to do it, you know what I'm saying, like, they saw that, you know, there's, it's fucked up, but they ain't really trying to move on, you know what I'm saying, Jackie said, you know what I'm saying, act like nothing ever happened, who gives a fuck anyway, he was out there, he already killed a kid, he already, you know what I'm saying, killed, you know what I'm saying, try to kill a baby and and try to kill DeCourcy, try to kill his wife. So who really gives a fuck about this nigga anyway? Like, you know, Jackie don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, it's just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, DeCourcy is about to throw himself in the fire again, trying to prosecute another Boston police officer. Black man. Black prosecutor trying to prosecute white man. Officer, <laughs> officer in uh, Boston, man. That's crazy, but... You know, a little bit else going on in the show. Also, um, you know what I'm saying? Who is it? Benny, the, the the daughter, she's going off to college. You know what I'm saying? NYU brought a little boyfriend home. You know what I'm saying? Had a little family dinner. Jackie didn't even know that shit was about to happen. So he was kind of taken back with it. Like, damn, I got to deal with this shit tonight. But ends up having a dinner. Was a real dick throughout the whole entire dinner. But actually grew respect for the dude because the, the, the dude... Now, boyfriend, it had some balls. He wasn't about to take this whole, you know what I'm saying, I'm the dad, I'm about to, you know what I'm saying, see if you that nigga shit test and all this. No, he wasn't having that. He was answering the questions that how exactly he was supposed to answer. You know what I'm saying? Real nigga, real nigga. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with him. So he, um, he's about to leave. Jackie follows him outside and was like, yo, walks up to him and just punches him in his stomach. Like, the, like give him like the dirtiest gut punch, right? And homeboy look at him was like, and he throws a gut punch at Jackie, hits him in the stomach extra harder, right? So then Jackie looked at him and was like, and then homie was like, yo, what the fuck you do that for? And Jackie was like, yo, I'm I'm crazy. <laughs> no, homie was like, what you do that for? You're crazy. And Jackie was like, you're right, I am crazy. I just needed to know that you can protect my daughter. You know what I'm saying? I needed to know that you can protect my daughter from somebody else that's crazier than me or somebody crazy just like me. You know what I'm saying? And he, you know, he he got to straighten up a little bit. He got his breath together, walked back in the house. But that little situation right there, I said, yo, this nigga is crazy, bro. This nigga is wild, bro. Like, this nigga walked up to him and just gave him a gut punch, bro. Like, that's insane. Like, this nigga is crazy. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
fucking hilarious. Definitely easily the funniest character on the show, for sure. Who knew Kevin Bacon was so fucking funny? Who knew? Um, uh, you know, uh, you know, she's going off to college. What else? What else? Um, I think, yeah, that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Siobhan, yeah, 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 that was pretty much it, yeah, so, you know, we'll see what's happening on the next episode, of course, I'll give the review, I think it's about to wrap up, I'm not sure how many episodes I got, I think that was episode, like, nine, or, um, you know, it's episode six, so maybe, you know, maybe they got ten, eleven episodes, I think that was for the first season, we'll see how they do the second season, hopefully they do some more episodes, but, uh, moving on, though, to this Toy Stories on, uh, Nova's Pod, obviously, you see here, I haven't really been chiefing, um, but I just had a whole smoke session, before this, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty hot. <laughs> I'm pretty fucked up. Like you know, what I'm saying two duchess to the face of the good good is definitely gonna put me on the wood wood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm definitely, uh, you know, what I'm saying out, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty high, man. Um, <laughs> like my homie was like, I don't even know where I'm, where I'm at right now. I was like, dude, you're flying. You're in the sky. <laughs> you're in the, you're, you're in the sky is where you at, man. Uh, but listen, Toy Stories, man. Episode 69, Noble's Power, hosted by your boy Noble Barker, a.k.a. Barker Belushi, a.k.a. No Doubt, a.k.a. Spanish Fly In. You know, I was just talking with my homie earlier, you know, speaking about the smoke session. I'm so damn high right now. I'm kind of fucked up. <laughs> speaking about the smoke session, talking to my homie, I'm like, yo. Because I don't know how we got on a conversation. Of, like, oh, we was watching... Uh, what the fuck are we watching? We was watching a new Ty Dolla uh, song. Ty Dolla got a song with Janae Aiko. Um, who else? Who else in there? Um, was it Bryson? I think Bryson is in there. Uh, somebody, somebody else singing in there. I could have got that name Bryson wrong, but it, it, somebody you got got a people got a couple uh, people singing in there. Ty Dolla sign, dope record. All of a sudden, I you know we were smoking, watching the music video, whatever. I look up, nigga. It's the the best titties I've ever seen in my life. Like the titties was just sitting so proper, like like they was just perfectly squishy, perfectly melon, like perfectly round, perfect size, not too big, not too small, not too medium. You know what I'm saying? Like perfect. If it was plastic, she got it done in fucking Colombia with a PhD doctor. Like I'm telling you, the shit was motherfucking delightful. So I did, I, I didn't. I did, it took us back, to be quite honest. It took us back. Because, you know, that's why they put it in the video, right? To, to, it's sexual appealing. It caught my eye for sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie because I didn't notice it. Like, I, I didn't notice how sexy the song was going to actually, you know, be. You know what I'm saying? How, you know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't know it was going to be that much titties and ass in the song. So I look up from, from smoking the Dutch, you know, from exhaling. And all of a sudden I see the perfect titties, the perfect set of racks I've ever, <laughs> I've ever seen. Like, I mean, like, that was a good set. It was a, I'm not going to good set. Um... So we got on the conversation. My man said, me, I said, my man said, I said, this is why I'm a titty guy. We, you know, we start laughing and shit. He's like, bro, I don't know why. Like, he's like, he's an ass dude. So I, I you know, we, I was like, bro, I don't want, I remember somebody told me this. You know what I'm saying? One of my homies back in high school when I was young, I was a freshman. He was a little bit older than my brothers and shit. But he told me, he said, bro, I, I want what I don't have. Yeah. I immediately when he said it, I loved it. I was like, I fuck, I'm like, yep, I get it immediately. I want the pussy. I want the titties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have like a fat ass or nothing like that. But at the end of the day, 
I'm not fucking ass. I'm not ass fucking. I'm never doing anal ever. I don't do ass licking. I don't do any ass play. The only thing I would do is possibly smack, squeeze, grip, hit it from the back, let it hit my top pubic area, and probably feel really good. Other than that, or of course, a reverse cowgirl looks pretty good. But other than that, that is it. I'm not doing anything else with ass. I'm not, I'm not eating it. I'm not doing any ass play. I'm not putting my finger in there. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting my dick in there. I'm not doing any anal play. So to me, ass is overrated. Like, but I will say, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My homie was just thinking, I was just saying, I will be with a girl that just got titties, but don't got ass. And I'm like, dude, that's just disproportionate. Like, I'm a skinny dude, right? But it would be different if I was like, it'll be worse, right? I don't know if it'd be different, but it'll be, I guess it'll be worse to some people, right? That if I was skinny and I was, in because I'm skinny, I'm short. I'm 5'7", I'm a buck, I'm buck 10. So you, you're that small, you're that skinny. Just imagine if I had a big stomach, but I had skinny legs. That would look crazy. But you know, like mad short niggas that are actually probably was uh, skinny, did too many beers, you know what I'm saying? Laid around too much, you know what I'm saying? Ate whatever, whatever, got big, whatever. Now they got the big fucking pot belly, but he's skinny. He looked crazy. You look crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just disproportionate. Nobody likes disproportions. Okay, when you get served your food, uh, you know what I'm saying, from your parents or, you know what I'm saying, from the cafeteria or, you know what I'm saying, just whatever, from, from McDonald's when they give you the fries. If them fries ain't filled up to the motherfucking top, you having a motherfucking issue. Period. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants disproportion. Everybody wants things to be symmetric and it's proper size for everything to, you know, add up. All right. You know what I'm saying? That's why they say the most symmetric face is probably the most beautiful face because everything is in line. Why do you think I'm so pretty? <laughs> All right. Why do you think I'm so handsome? Okay. Why do you think the girls call me cute? Okay. Because it's fucking symmetric. Okay. I, I, I kind of got a little bit of nozzle. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? Other than that pretty symmetric, man. You know what I'm saying? Eyes are in, you know, the eyes are not quirked in over here. My nose is not over there. My left, my, my side of my face, my mouth ain't over here. You know what I'm saying? My ear is not one ear is bigger than the other. You know what I'm saying? Jaw not poking out. On one, like, everything is good. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's what they call beauty. Symmetric. You know, symmetry. So, and, you know, I say all this to say, <laughs> I say all this to say, uh, I don't know, what, you know, really what I was really trying to get at. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? I say all this to say, man, um, I need, I need, if I'm, if I'm gonna, if I'm, if I'm a titty man. I like titties over ass, not to say that I don't like ass, though. I do think that ass is overrated. I do. But I, 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 I'm a titty guy over ass because I can do more with the titties. Like, like, and also sucking titties is crazy. Like, I, like a lot of people say, oh, you mad young. Like, you know what I'm saying? My homies is older than me. So they be like, yo, you mad young, bro. Like, just sucking titties and shit. I'm like, yo, I'm not gonna like, I haven't got over to suck titties stage. I'm sorry. I just, I just, this shit is fucking, like, it, it's great, okay? And a lot of people don't know, that's a great way to get a girl to her orgasm for, for the, for the pregame. That's the, that's the role play. You suck the titty, you, you know what I'm saying? You eat a little bit of the push push, okay? You do a lot of kissing, a lot of touching, a lot of rubbing, okay? That, that, that gears them up, man. It gets warm, okay? A lot of, you know, people just going straight in, sticking their dick in. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sticking my dick in immediately. You know what I'm saying? I gotta warm up. You gotta warm up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we can have a sideline start. <laughs> Say Charles and J. Cole. But uh, listen, real shit. Um, you know, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a titty guy, man. You know, I am a titty guy. You know, is it, you know, going back to the organ, you know, to the orgasm, they actually heard a lot of women when they're breastfeeding, um, you know, they feel bad. They feel ashamed that they're breastfeeding and they're, you know, 
they're getting an orgasm. Like they're like they're getting wet. Like they're they they get they feel in some sort of sexual way, not sexual attached to the baby, but just a baby is sucking a fucking nipple. Like it's only so much that you can do to a sexual uh fucking body part and it not react in a way that it reacts to your body. Like I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. Like you know what I'm saying? It just will. You know, uh, you know, it's just uh, you know, I just don't feel as though like. You know, people under, under, underestimate the, the chess game. You know, the chess game is very valuable. Uh, but, uh, you know, that used to be a thing. They say it used to be a thing back in the 80s, like when titty surgery was first a thing. You know what I'm saying? Titties, that was a thing. Who got milk? You know, all that shit. That was, that was a thing. You know what I'm saying? My milkshake thing. Like, that was a titty. was just more value back in the day, I feel as though. But, um, you know, now it's, everything is ass. Everything is ass, 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 ass. You know, strip, strip club culture, which is ass and titties. But, you know, everybody, everybody's really on ass a lot. Me, I've always been more of a titty guy. Um, and I'll tell you the reason why. I haven't really gotten to the specific reason. I've gotten to the reason why I like the titty more than I like the ass. Uh, <laughs> why I don't do the anal play, no ass play whatsoever. No finger in ass. Don't eat ass. Don't lick it. Don't touch it. Only time I'm touching... The ass is when I'm smacking it, squeezing it, grabbing it, gripping it. Other than that, I don't want anything to do with the ass. I'm a titty guy. But, I say all that to say, when it comes down to the nitty and gritty, the reason why I fuck with the titty, <laughs> okay, is because, I'll tell you a story that happened in sixth grade, real spill. I got light up to this. This is real spill. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before. If I did... Excuse me, I do kind of tell stories time and time again because I am quite high, so I don't remember all of them. But, <laughs> but I will say I'll tell it again if I didn't tell it. There was a girl. A beautiful girl. <laughs> I was in the sixth grade. She was in the sixth grade. This is like my first two years moving to Georgia now. Straight from Jones, because we first moved to Georgia, we in Jonesboro, and then from Jonesboro, we moved to Johns Creek. So I don't know if you just heard what I just said, but if you're from Georgia, you just know what I just meant. <laughs> I said when we first moved to Georgia, we moved to Jonesboro, then from Jonesboro, we moved to Johns Creek. <laughs> Total difference. Total different atmosphere, different, different everything. Okay? Only thing wasn't different was the bitches. <laughs> the bitches was always the same. You know what I'm saying? Well, not the same as far as what they looked like or how they acted, but as far as the reaction I got from them, bitches was always freaky with me. I don't know, I don't know, but gym class. You know how you know how you get into like a dodgeball, like you do like dodgeball shit. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, we, we going in like on a dodgeball shit heavy. You know what I'm saying? Because that used to be like a big day. Like whenever we played dodgeball, whenever you played probably uh, uh, field hockey, infield hockey, or any type of those, those were like the days to be in gym class. You feel me? Everybody played. Even if you was a girl who couldn't throw for shit, you was definitely getting a hot one coming right to your face. <laughs> and I was definitely probably throwing. I didn't give a fuck if you look good. I don't give a fuck. Anybody can get it if you wasn't on my team. So... I end up getting her out with the joint. Bop, smack right in her face. Bop. <laughs> she she wasn't even mad though because like she like we wasn't even friends though. I think she just knew me from like one class or something. Yeah, like one class together. We in sixth grade. You feel me? Like so, and I I'm new, so she probably know them kids from elementary school. I'm 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 the new kid. Plus, there's a lot of white people. <laughs> it's a lot of white guys. She was like, I think she was like white and Hispanic. I ain't gonna say her name. <laughs> but she was white and Hispanic from what I know off the name. 
Okay. Um, gym class, man. Hit her with the bounce. Bang, bang. <laughs> right, on, right across the face. Real good, too. I'm not going to lie. It was a good one. It was a good one. Then I get out, you know, after, you know, not too, not too long ago. I get out. And you can either run a lap to get back in or you can just go sit on the side. So I went to go sit because I saw her sitting on the side. So I went to go sit on the side with her. You know what I'm saying? I said, fuck running a lap, nigga. I'm sitting on the bleachers. <laughs> I said, fuck running a lap, nigga. I'm sitting. Here you go. Here you go, nigga. I said, fuck running a lap, nigga. I'm sitting on the bleachers. You heard? So I went to go sit on the bleachers. I'm talking to her. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to see, like, trying to see what's her name or whatever. Probably, like, introduce myself the way a sixth grader would, but on some player pimp shit, like I always was on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, we find ourselves by the water fountain. Now, if you ever went to the school, I'll give you the perfect breakdown, the fucking demographics of the, the, the dimensions of the school. Archer Mill was a newly built school at the time. It was probably about five years in. Um, the gym was brand new. Behind the gym, right? Behind the gymnasium, like, if you actually walk through the gym, there was, like, you walk through the door... There's like uh, water fountains kind of right there. There's a little bit of doors and rooms that you can go to left and right, probably locker rooms for whenever they play with games and stuff. And then you actually step into the gymnasium. So we go behind the gym to go get some water. Or I should put in quotations, go get some water. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought we was going to go get some water. She said she wanted to get water, so of course I was going to get up. I was trying to do anything to be around her presence at the time to see what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did just smack her in the face with the ball, but I saw that she was cute. I did, you know, I just saw the way she was looking at me over there when she was sitting down. So I just knew it was something after I hit her, whatever. So, and we had that one class together, right? So, went in the back to go. It was like, not really the back, just like really on the side. Like, you can just say this is like the gym right here, my little imaginary square that I'm making and you just go right here <laughs> to, to go get some water but there was nobody back there okay there was nobody back there okay and besides getting water as I'm lifting up okay everything happens listen I'm not bullshitting okay I told I told people this when it happened like it's it's recorded so I'm wrecking it's 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 stated this is documented okay I'm not, a lot of shit is real movie-like, but it's, I'm telling you, it's just, it's just the story of my life so far, okay? I'm on the water fountain, same way I came up from the blunt, okay, and saw the titties today on Ty Dolla Sign music video, perfect set of rack, okay? I swear to God, the same thing happened. I come up from getting a sip of water and all of something, there are titties in my face, y'all. She has lifted up her shirt like we are at Coachella. Okay, I don't know what this girl was thinking, what type of time she was on, but I, I mean, I, I wasn't, I didn't know what to do. That was the first time something, that, listen, I come from Atlantic City, I come from Freaky Friday. I come, you know what I'm saying, I come from, you know what I'm saying, I, listen, it was a different time, okay? It, it, it was a different time, okay? Out the rainbow room, okay? I come from a different time, okay? So I know what type of time, you know, kids and girls can actually be on at a young age, but... Appreciate it. I will say that was horrible fucking throw, by the way. Horrible. But I will say, <laughs> I will say that, uh, no, I got it. It's all good. I got, I got, I got it. I oh, appreciate you. Uh, oh my God. Still, look, look. <laughs> See, this is what happens when niggas break into you. This is a toy story. There we go. Okay. That was perfect. All right. So, like I said, I take a sip of the water. I come up from the sip of the water, dog. All of a sudden, I see two perfectly pink nipples in my face. I, listen, I don't know how 11-year-old got titties like that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
But I'm not going to lie. When I came to Georgia, I said, oh, them, them, these girls built a little different. You know what I'm saying? They just built with a little bit more grits, a little bit more, a little bit more Southern hospitality when it comes down to the cooking. Even the white bitches is thick, nigga. Even the white bitches that's not in the hood is thick, nigga. They thick as fuck. Thighs thicker than a motherfucker. Titties everywhere. Shit is crazy. Okay? I didn't know it was going to be like this. Okay? I'm from New Jersey. Okay? I am used to seeing normal size bitches. Okay? I done seen bitches with some ass. I done seen bitches with I seen beautiful bitches. I will say, I do like the up top bitches more because they're just a little bit more beautiful in the face for me. Plus, it's a little bit more diversity. You get, a, you know, Dominican, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, Caribbean, white, black. You get whatever. But down here, I'm not gonna lie, white bitches thick as fuck. That's why a lot of niggas in the South, especially in the suburbs, be fucking with the white girls. <laughs> okay, because they just as thick as the black bitches. And that's just a fact. That's just a fact, you know? I don't know what type of southern city you from, but you go in Johns Creek, Georgia, you might run into some ass and titties for sure, okay? I don't know where this girl got her set of racks from. She was only in the uh, sixth grade, like I was only in the sixth grade, so... Listen, man, I look up to a perfect set of racks, and what am I supposed to do? <laughs> okay, I'm appalled. Okay, really, I'm appalled, and in the inside, I'm gasping. But on the outside, I'm froze. Okay, I really, I kind of put my hands up. Like, <laughs> I put my hands up like I was, I got arrested. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just, like, I just, I just stood there and looked at him. And she stood there and looked at me and pulled the shirt back down. And we went back to gym class, and we finished playing dodgeball, and... That was that day. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was that day. That was marked that one in the uh, calendar. That was that day. That was a Thursday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 2008, whatever, uh, you know, time it was. Uh, you know, probably 340. <laughs> we got in school at four. But listen, I, I just will never forget that, man. I, I, never, I never will forget that. And I will say after that, another situation, I might as well go ahead and tell it. All right, seventh grade. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm already here. We're already here. Okay. Seventh grade, Norcross, Pickneyville Middle School. I'm not going to give any names. I'm just giving locations. Okay. You know who you are. Okay. You know who you are. Okay. Listen. She was, she was, she was a thick little, she was a little thick, she was a little thick little something. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. Okay. She was way more mature. <laughs> I think I actually spoke about this same girl that fucked somebody up in a fight too. <laughs> that's that same girl. I'm the same girl fucks, but that's the same girl that I know. Okay, that did this. One day we just out in the neighborhood, you know, playing ball like we always is. About thirty niggas outside. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those those days used to be crazy, bro. Thirty niggas outside. You might run into a whole nother neighborhood, hop into a swimming pool. I couldn't swim. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still, fuck it. We hopping over the gate. You know what I'm saying? Playing football, doing whatever. Like just having the time of your life, right? So somehow I get a one on one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly how. I don't remember exactly. Oh, this what happened. We was in the same class. I forgot. We was in the same computer class. That's how I knew her too, because she also lived in my neighborhood. And then we happened, we were, of course, we were on the same bus. And then I see her in computer class too, right? So I'm like, oh shit. But and of course, I'm new. I'm a new kid coming to the second semester, you know, you know, cute, you know, you know, you know how that go. So I see that she kind of like, she, I ain't gonna lie, she a little hood girl. She was a little hood. <laughs> this little street girl, she got a lot of attitude, but she mad cool though. You know what I'm saying? Hella cool. You know what I'm saying? Got a lot of titties and ass. <laughs> Got a lot of titties and ass. Um, so, <laughs> marketing class. I'm going from there. 
Apparently, we had to do a project. I went to go see her after school to go finish up the project. Had to holler at her about the project, right? So I go to her crib. I'm on. A, we on the stoop outside of her crib in the complex. So I'm talking to her one on one. All of a sudden, titties come out. <laughs> titties are out. Titties are out. Uh, I don't know what to do again, but this time, I'm, I mean, I'm, now I'm a little bit, I, I, I've seen titties, but I, I mean, it's not that I wasn't adverse to it before, even before the sixth grade situation. I mean, I, it's not that I've seen titties, but I'm just saying, like, I just, it's not that I was averse to any type of things in that form or fashion. Let's just put it that way. Let's just put, grew up fast, grew up fast. Got my dick sucked when I was 11. Let's just, let's just go ahead and just put it out there. Okay, I've said this on previous episodes, you know what's up. All right, so. <laughs> real shit. This is real shit. Some great titties come out again. Okay, now these titties were particular, a little bit more saggy. I'm not gonna lie, because she have a little bit more weight on her, but I'm not gonna lie. I don't know which titties I like better. From there, from there, I I, I then I then contemplated. You know what I'm saying? That night, I remember thinking, going to bed and thinking, which titties were <laughs> which titties were better last year <laughs> or this? I don't know. You know, it's just like, maybe that's, that's, maybe that's why I like, you know, titties. Because I didn't seen them <laughs> at times where I shouldn't have seen them. Okay, and, and they were, they were, they were abrupt. There was, you know what I'm saying? And she was, I think she was actually, she was, she was older. She got, got left back. So she was a little older. She might have been, I was 13. She probably been about 14, maybe even 15. Real special. She was a little bit older, but she we was in the same grade though. Because we was in the same marketing class. So, you know, I was like. You know, uh, yeah, why'd you do that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't really trying to do nothing with her. <laughs> I know I am, right? I wasn't really trying to do nothing with her, to be honest, because she wasn't that, she wasn't really my type of, you know what I'm saying? But she was cool, not to say I wouldn't, but just not that day. I just wasn't really, you know, but you know, back then I kind of had a different approach on women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even as a young kid, even as a youngin. You know what I'm saying? I start to get a lot of game from the guru himself. That's <laughs> what I always say. I get a lot of game from just experience, you know, witnessing a lot of things, seeing a lot of things, and I'm I'm looking at women a little bit different, you know, versus back when I was 11 and 6th grade. Now I'm 13, it's a little bit there. It's only one year away, but I'm telling you, way different. I'm telling you. So, I was really looking for the good girls. <laughs> I was looking for the good girls to do nasty things. <laughs> like, who wouldn't, right? Like, who wouldn't look for Adrian to be able to fuck in a bed like she's a slut? Okay, like, I, of course, you need the Rocky Adrian, you, of course, you need the wife material, you need the homebody, but you also need somebody to split it wide open like a banana split, okay? When that's involved, it makes the whole situation better. I'm not to say it, <laughs> that I don't, I don't desire. Okay, listen, pretty much, it's the reason, that is the reason why I like titties, man. I mean, I just, it gotta be it. it got, I wasn't breastfed as a kid. I was off the formula. <laughs> I'm a formula baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So listen, I'm not, I'm not, wasn't breastfed. I mean, I just, it's just the titty game is just, you know, but like I always say, like I always say, you know, you can't have titties and not have ass. And then you look like an uneven taco. You got the, you got the beef in the front, the letters in the back. The shit is not right. Okay. So I can't have that. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to have the titties that I'm talking about, the right size, you know what I'm saying? They don't have to be super big, too. I don't like the plastic shit. Don't give me any plastic. I need natural, round, nice melon, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nice rack, okay? Norch from, Norch from, <laughs> okay, that's what I need, okay? So, if you got that, you're going to have to have ass. You know what I'm saying? I mean, sometimes, it don't got to be fucking Nicki Minaj, but it's going to have to be something. I'm going to need to see some sort of bubble. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some sort of cushion, some sort of cushion in that couch. All right. If I'm not seeing that, I'm not gonna take the disproportion. All right. So I just I want to preface that. Also want to preface that any of this of what I'm saying, okay? Unless you're just butt fucking ugly, like less than a like less than a seven. You know what I'm saying? On a scale of one to ten, you less than a seven. Unless you just like fucking fat or just totally just I don't know, just I I, I don't know, just totally just horrendous. Uh, hard to look at, as I was saying. Uh, you know, unless that's the case, if you are the right person. If I find, uh, I was just telling my homie this earlier today. We was had the whole ass and titty situation. And he was like, bro, you telling me if you wouldn't find a girl and she was pretty in the face and she just had ass, but she had little small ass titties. And he showed me a picture. I was like, I'm telling you, I wouldn't fuck with her, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, I wouldn't fuck with her. I'm telling you, unless there's only one excuse, only one exception, is if you are would I would deem a good woman, a good girl, a good person. If I feel as though that you're a good person, if you're a good character, if I fuck with you as a person, anything can go. Anything that I'm talking about would, you know, I gotta see it to believe. Any, all that can be wiped out the motherfucking window in a heartbeat. Now, you still gotta be on the scale, though. You still gotta be seven or up. But, um, you know, I'm not pushing. I'm not pushing on the scale. You know, you don't have to be fucking... You know what I'm saying, uh, you know, Pam Greer, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's okay, it's okay. As long as, you know what I'm saying, you give me that Adrian type love, you know what I'm saying, that Rocky got, we good money, real spill, we good money, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, we good money, I can work with that, I can work with that. You know what I'm saying, I'm a little bit different with mine, so, you know, I thought that was real good to part, uh, bring up on a podcast for the Toy Stories. You know, sometimes these Toy Stories aren't about actually Toy Stories, you know, things that happened in the past, well, well that one actually was a Toy Story because it happened when I was young, so I guess that would be consider a toy story there but the moral of the story always a moral more the lesson more of the story to the toy story is listen you know sometimes you know you don't know where things come from okay you might have these desires you might have these wants these needs you know you might like something just innately like you never know why you liked it i feel as though when i came out the womb i wanted to be rich you know ever since i was young i remember mommy i want to be rich <laughs> i want money motherfucker like i don't i don't know i didn't know you know what I'm saying? What exactly money would do or how to get money or I just knew I wanted to be rich. You know what I'm saying? Since the day I can remember. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why. <laughs> There's a reason why. I was around a lot of money. <laughs> I was around a lot of money. Okay. So that could have been a reason why I just was smelling it as a kid for a long time. Fucked up my sinus. And then I was just in the whole, you know, uh, breakdown. But, you know, you know, you got to find out a reason why. You actually, or a reason why you hate something too, because that one can be harder to figure out, right? Now you got to do some soul searching, go do some deep things, uncover a lot of things, reveal a lot of things, go revisit that moment and see what the reason why you actually hate that type of thing or those type of situations or those type of people or, you know what I'm saying? There's a reason why. You're not just hating it, just to hate it. You know what I'm saying? You're not just liking it, just to like it. You know what I'm saying? You don't have a type of uh, a preference of something just because. It's, a, it's reasons why. You might want to find out. <laughs> it can help you probably maybe change your preference. Or it can help you figure out that that is the preference to stick with. For me, I know my shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I always say, I need a black and Hispanic bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With some titties and some... <laughs> that can cook clean and, you know, make rice and beans. Listen, that's the type of nigga I am. Episode 69 of Nose Pie, hosted by your boy, Noble Barker, a.k.a. Barker Belushi, a.k.a. Spanish Fly, a.k.a. No Doubt on Noble's Network YouTube channel. I want to give some shout-outs, though, before I leave out on a podcast. Shout-out to my boy, Pocket of Plug, out there in Paris, France. You that nigga, you know you are. I said it. I, I'll say it again. If you're an artist that's looking for some promotion on your page, getting some exposure on somebody, with, with some, he got some shit. 
Come on. And he darned it off the... I'm telling you. Go hit him up. Pocket the plug. He's going to serve you right. I promise you. Louis Blue. Louis Blue Beats Official on Instagram. Louis Blue on YouTube. Shout out to my nigga. Y'all go follow him. Follow both of them on Instagram on all social platforms. Those are the homies. Okay. Shout out also to my man, Nonchalant Zay. That's what it is. Nonchalant underscore Zay. I think it's nonchalantly. So put a nonchalant with a Y at the end. Underscore Zay. Shout out to that nigga from Boston. I heard a couple of things from a real artist. Reciprocate love when a real artist show love. So shout out to the niggas. Y'all go follow me on Instagram. Follow me on SoundCloud. Follow me on uh, YouTube. All that good stuff. I'm going to get him on a call in too. I'm going to get him on a call. He, he hit me up right now. He hit me up right now. Like, yo, I need you with another joint. I'm like, yo, I ain't even do the first joint. He's like, yo, I'm going to need you with another like, right, Fuck it. This is how we moving. Listen. Episode 69, Noble's Pod. Until next time, deuces. I'm out. Peace.